Sports Radio welcomes you to the Lions Den with your hosts Michael Heiger and Louis Bellotta. Ah, uh, yes, you are listening to the Lions Den here on Impact Sports. What's going on, everybody? I am your host Michael Heiger, joined in studio once again this week with my two co-hosts Louis Bellotta and Chris Bogus. What's up? What's up? What's going on, you guys? We are here to recap the. Carolina Panthers, Detroit Lions game, week two matchup last Sunday, and go on to preview next week's Green Bay Packers game next week, as well as our fantasy segment, a little start and sit action, and our predictions for week three's matchup against the Green Bay Packers. So without further ado, guys, let's get started with the trouncing that the Panthers put on the Lions last week. Um... It was a 24-7 loss for the Lions in Week 2 against Carolina. I want to know your guys' thoughts. Following Week 1, we were pretty high on the Lions uh, after they came out 35-14 on top of the Giants. But I want to know from you guys, now after Week 2, what's the real Lions team? Is it the team that we saw in Week 1 or the team that we saw in Week 2? We don't know yet. I think it's somewhere in between. We don't know yet. Because, honestly, they looked like, aside from the fumbling, Mm -hmm. They looked like week one Lions, I think, in the first in the first half of that game. They played well. They caught the ball well. The defense was pretty stout in my mind. And then they just kind of unraveled in the second half because Nate Freeze couldn't make any field goals. But yeah. I, think, I think we saw a decent team that then kind of had Jim Schwartz-esque uh, capabilities in the second half and just kind of unraveled and couldn't get it together. They couldn't stop anything. I think one anything. They just couldn't stop anybody. I think the Panthers just made a really great halftime adjustment against the Lions offense, uh, holding Golden Tate to like three targeted targets in the second half, really uh, holding Matt Stafford back into like a panic, chuck it to Calvin Johnson, all second half type offense. And uh, where was Reggie Bush is one of my questions. I know we can rely on Joyke Bell, but if he's fumbling like that, how come they couldn't put Reggie Bush in the game? He was missing. I assume he was nursing an injury that they're keeping mum about. Uh, what else? Penalty yards on the positive. I think we cut down about 50 yards was the stat. And then we just we just gave away those yards and missed field goals. Yeah, and missed field turnovers. goals. Really held the lines back in uh, momentum. We could have head, in, head into that half with, a, was it a tie game? At least 13-7 to seven or something like that. We would have had a way better chance. But the tack it would have been a tie game. The yeah. gang tackling by the Panthers, the strips, the forced fumbles, they just really beat us physically in the second half, and the Lions couldn't contest with that. Well, last week, Lewis and I talked on the show following the win over the Giants. The Lions didn't have any turnovers in that game. And I I said, I warned I warned you Lions fans, don't get too excited because that Lions, because that Giants team is no good. No good at all. I said on the show last week they're going to finish last in the NFC East. I still believe that. And they showed, the Lions showed they're not, 
a zero turnover team per game. Mm-mm. They had three turnovers last week. Should have been four. Um, there was a turnover. There was a fumble that the Lions actually did recover. Um, but three turnovers again. I know it's the Carolina Panthers defense at Carolina. At Maybe Carolina, have a difference. I don't think I don't. I don't think being at Carolina made too much of a difference in the turnover battle. No. But these weren't turnovers necessarily caused by the Panthers. These were caused by the Lions themselves fumbling the ball. You've got to hold on to the ball. You've got to. And you can't throw into double coverage. No. No, not in a defense like Carolina. I think the Lions got, and this is, I don't know, this is this is just bad to say, because they're professionals and this shouldn't matter, but I think they got a little too excited with themselves during the Giants game, and they thought they could do the same against a way better defense. I think fans got too excited with themselves, oh, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, we beat the Giants 35-14. They're the New York Giants. Yeah. They're not good anymore. Nope. They're no. not. They're no longer relevant. And people, and here's, but... See, uh, fans were all high on the or high on the Lions going into this game, though, because Carolina didn't have any receivers, and and then Cam Newton's kind of hurt. No D'Angelo Williams and Greg Hardy got deactivated, and I mean the Lions fans had a little bit of a they could be high on them, you know, they had good reason, but all in all, this is still a a pretty good team that has pulled out some pretty pretty good victories, and they're now two and zero and leading their division. The stat that worries me more than anything is the rushing yards. Yes. That's what worries me more than anything. Joey yeah. Bell and, Matt and Reggie Bush did nothing on the ground. When I say nothing, Joey Bell, 10 carries for 36 yards. It's three yards per carry. Per carry. Reggie Bush, six carries, 26 yards. That is four yards per carry. But, guys, I know you're going against this Panthers front seven, but you've got to block. Yep. You've got to you've got to run block, was, and the Lions weren't doing that. Yep, I was telling Sunday. Heiger that I, I see this M Live article here that shows several different screenshots of of Lions running plays where they blocked every player of the Panthers except Luke Keekley, the one guy you need to block, Animal. and he's wide open. You think the Lions are missing Adrian Waddle a little bit right now? A little uh, bit, just a tiny bit. Just a little I, bit. It's just disappointing that we have a two headed dragon attack of running backs and we just can't get it going we couldn't even get it going against the giants and okay they have a decent defensive line but come on we got too much talent it's got to be opened up we're starting to look one-dimensional even though we shouldn't be yeah and it's gonna kill us we're gonna shoot ourselves in the foot if jim caldwell doesn't turn it around or the offensive coordinator joe lombardi i was thinking about this the other day and it was very premature but i was watching the uh, georgia south carolina game Mm -hmm. How out of character would it be to have Todd Gurley as a lion in two years? I've dreamt about that <laughs> after watching that week one game where he absolutely, or it might have been week two, I don't remember which game it was, where he just went ham on, I don't remember who he was playing, but it doesn't matter. Todd Gurley is a man among boys. He oh, yes. really is on the field. And oh, yes. And I Reggie think- Bush is going to be done in two years. As soon as Todd Gurley's ready. Could be sooner, to yeah, be honest. Reggie, but like, where is... With the production that I've seen from him the first two weeks, Reggie Bush, I would say right now, is the most disappointing player on the Lions team the first two weeks of the season. I wouldn't get that... See, I wouldn't be... I'm not going to be that down on him, only because he can catch the ball still and run in space. I saw him do it. I've two seen him catches do it last, for six yards last week? Last week. Well, yeah, but still, the whole team crapped the bed against... The Panthers. The Lions couldn't do anything in the second half. No. I'm not going to blame that solely on Reggie Bush. They did have their one touchdown in the second half, a one-yard pass to Jedediah Jed Collins, yeah. the fullback. But, guys, I, even Matthew Stafford said going into the week, this is the best front seven we're going to play this season. 
but I don't care if you're playing the Panthers front seven or the Vikings front seven. You've got a run block, and you can't win without a running game. And I, I was worried about it after week one. I didn't, I didn't really see much out of Reggie. I did see a little bit out, out of Bell. But last week, Bell, 10 carries for 36 yards. Yeah, but then here's the other thing, though. One, Bell had two fumbles, and he's good, he's good over that. But he also did well, not well as in like, oh, he was astonishing. But I was still, they didn't do bad catching the ball these last two weeks. Yeah, they're like, yeah, two catches for six yards. But then again, the whole team couldn't get anything Well, Matt going. Stafford started off the first half of that game completing uh, passes to seven different receivers. Exactly. He started out the gate great. Yeah, Joyke Bell had six receptions for 61 yards. Couldn't quite finish on, you know, with Matt Stafford on the field. But we should have gotten a, a few field goals. But other than that, I mean, the second half just crumbled, completely oh, it, crumbled. It, it was it, on more than on more than one level, offensively and defensively. As soon as ne- uh, and it's not Nevin Lawson's fault, but as soon as he went down, it was pretty much hopeless. They yeah. couldn't stop. They I looked disagree. like I disagree how, a tiny bit. I think they look. Yeah. They looked very last year and definitely a four and twelve team esque from two years ago, mm-hmm. where they could put together two stops in a row, but not the third. They could hold them to one to two yards on first and second down, but then immediately just let the big play rip. Or like Gre- Greg Olson was open so many times. That that was where we were killed. Greg Olson is the exact reason we were killed. Um, but our run defense—you didn't think our run defense showed up? I mean, there oh, was no, a couple they, runs that. No, I, the only bright spot from this game was the defensive line. Yes, with fairly the, the defensive and, line yes. that we talk crap about. Oh yeah, all... and it wasn't a single man show with Sue or Fairly, but it was a group effort. They constantly had pressure on Newton. They pretty much held the run game in check. Uh, Jonathan Stewart had 37 yards. Cam Newton had 19 yards. There was under 100 yards rushing. That was pretty good for the D-line. I think the average was 2.6 or 2.9, and that is something that I can get down with. Oh, I yeah. Mean, guys, We I, I complained about how bad the Lions rushing attack looked, but right now, in I know it's only been two weeks, but they're second in the NFL right now in opponents' rushing yards. They're only giving up 57.5 rushing yards per game. However, you look at that, they're 28th in the NFL for their own rushing yards, only averaging 73 a game. So, See, the thing is, though... Whoever I, wins the battle on the ground, it almost looks like it's going to win the game. And that's, uh, I don't know, it's frustrating, but the, the good thing about that is that I feel that on the offensive side of rushing, that will be easier to fix than if our defensive, uh, our rushing, our rush blocking defense... Run blocking would, would defense. Run blocking defense, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh... That would be harder to fix if it wasn't there. Our, you know, there just needs to be a fire set somewhere in the back under Reggie Bush's butt. I don't know. It where needs to it be needs more to be. creative. I'm yeah, not a coach, creative. but I think it needs to be a little bit more creative. Yes. I liked it. They got some running la- uh, against the Giants, not just because they suck, but as you could see in Monday Night Football, there was a lot of see. And I noticed this in the very beginning of the Carolina game. Uh, Stafford was doing a lot of audibles, like doing the whole. When you hear him yell "kill," you can hear him yell "kill" the whole time just to change the play. He did that in the first quarter. I noticed. And then completely stopped. Yeah, there was no. He, I think he was a little that. intimidated by that front side. I, Very I, true. Honestly, but yes. he didn't do that. They they had they had a, other than the Nate Free stuff. They had a good first quarter. Yeah, the, they did. They had, and, first and, you half. Know, the yeah. whole first half. And they should have had at least six points yes. in the first quarter. And you know why? It was because they were doing what the coaching staff normally wanted them to do. All these audibles, the different sets of guys mm-hmm. coming in. But that all changed, and that screwed them up. I don't know what that's it was. their week. That that's that's their weakness. Some, if you get them out of that play calling that they did the whole game during the Giants. They're not going to play well. Some something happened, and they slipped into an their their, their old, old ways. Lines, the old lines. I don't know what it was. Part of me, I, I read an article somewhere, and it had to do with uh, Golden Tate. He had five 
or six or seven targets, completions, catches, eight targets. Five, eight five targets. targets, five catches, five, 57, 57 yards. yards. Okay, and what's his second half stats? I don't have the completely limited. He was locked down. They couldn't do anything, and Matt Stafford crapped the bed. And the offensive coordinator just seemed to forget what his job was. And it why why does it come down to Golden Tate? It shouldn't be like that. We have so many weapons. Why didn't you know? It came down to Golden Tate because the defense. They yes. did. Mm-hmm. They and, came out with the better second half coaching. And I want to throw one more stat at you guys, and I think it's a stat that. Probably made the biggest difference out of all in this game. I have a stat, too. Matthew Stafford on throws to Calvin Johnson longer than 10 yards. One for seven. <sighs> he was locked down. One for seven. He was locked down. Thirteen. He targeted Calvin 13 times. Calvin finished with six receptions. Five of those for few, for fewer than 10 yards. They, they tried. Yes. And I think that's a stat you need to clean up. You can't target Calvin 13 times and only complete six of those passes. You can't. I'm going to flip sides of the ball with a stat here. Do it. Allowed it. seven receptions on 16 targets for only 58 yards. Darius Slay. Mm. Mm. See, I was saying that makes you I feel him. a tiny bit safe, right? Well, no. Okay. A tiny safe, bit safe. Safe on the aspect of he is good and he doesn't suck and he's not a bust. And I didn't, th- I didn't think he was a bust. I just thought it was whatever he analyst says and this is the only time i think analysts are 100 percent on the dollar is when cornerbacks that are rookies are never that great and that's true yeah no, but now no. the slay is coming to his own totally worth the draft pick and he's gonna be back there for a while if he goes down this team goes down but i don't care how are you great... saying it, it's all resting on darius's slay shoulders okay we just saw uh the lions just signed joe blow that no one knows from the tampa bay buccaneers who barely even played last year he played seven games last year didn't start any didn't even have an interception he had nine tackles come on how is that going to help your team it's not yeah guys just some breaking news for the show for you uh of course nevin lawson who dislocated his toe in sunday's game a very disappointing injury out for the season was placed on ir just a few hours ago and to counter that move the lions signed cornerback danny gore formerly of the rams the ravens the seahawks and most recently the tampa bay buccaneers he's played in 27 career games two starts one career interception and seven defended passes guys this Lions secondary is in deep trouble because before this signing, you had three healthy cornerbacks on the roster. Darius Slay, Cassius Vaughn, and Rasheen Mathis. Danny Gore, who has started two career games. Two. One, two games. Is now your fourth cornerback. I've almost started that many games in the NFL. Right. Yeah. Yes. So You want an even more depressing stat? Yes. You want an even more depressing stat? Eric Ebron had three receptions. Mm-hmm. Your first-round draft pick, who's supposed to be a difference maker, had three, restreps- three receptions for 38 yards. Guess who had one less reception that week? Jedediah. No. Oh, was I close? Jeremy Kyle Ross. Fuller, who you should have drafted of the Chicago Bears, had two interceptions against the 49ers that, that same day. 
Oh. How stupid do the Lions look right now? I'm so happy, guys. The Lions drafted a third tight end instead of drafting Darquez Denard or Kyle Fuller. Oh, does. now everyone's upset Kyle with Fuller the pick. has one less reception now than Eric Ebron. Well, I'm upset with the pick when Bill Bentley and Nevin Lawson go down with season-ending oh, injuries. And Eric you're Ebron, stuck with an ultimate crap. weapon. He I never, looks like I Brandon never, Davis. I never, nope, oh, no. I never said that. I think it's I great. I never said that. Pair him up with no. Brandon Pettigrew. Nope. I did not no. say that. They should have traded their pick away and grabbed someone like Kyle People Fuller said that on Twitter. Around. I never said that. Oh, no. Oh, Despicable. Ebron had a nice ever... catch last week. Oh, my God. Who oh, cares? He, nice catch, he had a nice oh, catch. He almost, got in for the, he almost got in for the touchdown. But he didn't. But he didn't. But he he didn't. didn't. Neither did but Calvin. Didn't. What was Calvin, Calvin's drops, too? He had too many. One too many. That he one like almost touchdown was a little disheartening. Too bad that rule has to be in place. Because <laughs> he caught the ball. He just didn't, you know. But anyway. Well, yeah, I versa. wanted to point out one player who has flown very under the radar. And I don't think many Lions fans know his name, but he's been one of the top performers on defense. For I know Lions who you're going to say. I do too. And I don't even know how to say his it's name. It's my favorite name on the Lions team now, Issa Abdul Kadus. Yes. Kadus. He's, he's filled in at strong safety and replaced for James Ahegdabo. Last week, eight tackles. One pass, defle- one pass deflection. He's looked really good in replace of a Hegdebo, guys. Yeah. I like what I've seen from him. So yeah, far. I liked what I saw in the preseason, and mm-hmm. he definitely showed his worth in the Giants game. Yes. And I even said that last week. I said, if you're not going to start a Hegdebo, and it was wrong for me to say this because it's the NFL, but we're like, oh, the Panthers don't really have a lot of receivers. Let your backup safety play one more game. Doesn't seem like they're really rushing to get a Hegdebo back. No, it does not. No. I think when James Hegdebo comes back, do you think they'll do a little bit of a rotation with yeah. the safety to corner? Because I think yeah. we have a decently keep, healthy keep people fresh. We have yeah. we have a very healthy safety core. I think, and I think the exact be, opposite of the cornerback. Exactly, yeah. yes. and I think the way if if the defensive coordinator Some would say is we're creative safe in the safety, if the defensive <laughs> coordinator is is creative, he could switch up coverage to where we could have potentially a three safety backfield or something like that. I don't know. You know, it could it could happen. It could be something that could be patched up, and that's something he needs to think about. Apparently, Champ Bailey is not not an option. I don't know what's wrong with that guy, but yeah, you know, Cam Champ Brady. Bailey said on Sirius XM, he was like, "If they call me, I'd play." I'm so I am so tired of hearing Champ Bailey's name, guys. He's not coming here. No, well, no, no, but you want to know why he's not coming here? You want to know why he's not coming here? It's because we're the Lions. It's and because oh, it's he's decision? a 36-year-old no. washed-up cornerback who got cut by the Saints for a reason. I'd rather have him than Gorer. Yeah. Would that... you rather have Champ Bailey or Danny Gorer? Of course I'd rather have Champ then Bailey. there you go. <laughs> but our defensive coordinator has already worked with Danny Gorer before. It in doesn't Baltimore. matter. I, d- I don't see where the upside is. Man, I you think... could have made a poem with that. He played with Gorer before in Baltimore. <laughs> That's a good one. I didn't even think of that. <laughs> I'm no poet, though. Wow. So. That's the reason why I'm doing podcasts and not poetry. Yep. All right, guys. Well, it's time to put this game to bed. No way. Whoa. Whoa, 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 whoa. 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 You got something for us? We completely didn't even. We missed a whole topic here. What? What do you mean, what? I want to know. What? Did you? Are you getting a little cold? Oh, getting God. A little cold. I know where this is. This is a pun. Getting a little cold? Are you, ready, you ready for this pun? Yeah. Nate Freeze. Oh, my God. Yes, Nate Freeze missed two field goals last week. 0 for 2. I was surprised he, the rookie, he didn't miss the extra point. <laughs> <laughs> the rookie kicker, seventh round pick, he's now fifty percent on the season, guys. Oh, I thought he, I thought he was two for five. He might be two for five now. He is two for five. Yeah, he is two for five. He missed me. one against the Giants. Four, 40 percent on the season. His long field goal this year, twenty eight 
yards. Ooh. 28 yards. And that's real laughter, guys, because I know you used the seventh-round pick on this guy, and he's a rookie, but is it time for the Nate Freeze experiment to be over? No, because no, Jim Caldwell believes. <laughs> oh, my God. He is. He's one of those guys. And we he's, have to trust he's a our Jim new Leland. He's a Jim Leland of football. I could see, I could see that right now. He's a very honest guy and he's going to give people a chance he's not going to write people off immediately for their first Diedrich reaction but he's playing for his job this week well i'm going to tell you if guys he some... misses one field goal this coming week he's gone well i'm going to tell you guys some breaking news and now i want to know if this changes your mind the lines today worked out three kickers Th- rob baronis formerly of the tennessee titans garrett hartley formerly of the new orleans saints and alex henry formerly of the philadelphia eagles all free agents, all with kicking experience, especially Baronis. Would, wouldn't you rather have one of these career. three guys kicking over Nate Freeze? Yeah. Rob I have a Baronis. question. I'm, why did we give rid of David Akers? I'm starting to miss him. Oh, I don't even want to hear that name uh, mentioned in this room. Uh, I don't. <laughs> Kick me out. Yeah. Kick me out. Because <laughs> I. I um, uh, well, no, not no. a kicking pun. But. He's, like I said, Freeze is playing for his, his job. This I week, think that's another think. part of the kicking, uh, bringing in the kickers. It might be a little bit of a fire under Nate Freeze's uh, ambition. I mean, I you called think... me out. Wouldn't I rather have Champ Bailey over Danny Gore? Or wouldn't you rather have Rob Baronis over Nate Freeze? Yeah. I, uh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, totally. Nate but the Freeze thing is, yeah. if the Lions do sign one of those three kickers, what do you do with Freeze? Practice squad. Yeah. Practice yeah, he's your I wouldn't pick. give up on him. He's your pick. You don't just let him go, but he, he's not starting. He can obviously make field goals. Something, maybe he's just a little upset. This he is just a guy needs who, a little pat this, on this the back. Something's not, wrong. This is a guy who did not miss a kick his senior year at Boston College. Exactly. How do you, not a single one. He was 100%, and now he's 40%. Maybe he is just uncomfortable. Maybe he needs a new set of pants. Maybe he needs <laughs> a new pair of shoes. I mean, guys, it's like my GPA going think, from 100 percent to 40 percent. I first honestly think it's just year. all. It, dude, everything about kicking is in your head. It's all about. I remember you were a kicker once. No, I was not a kicker, but I remember I graduated with a guy who was the kicker for Miami of Ohio, and you know how kickers always before the kickoff they do that whole weird thing where they walk like three steps, kickers they yeah, turn right, and they it's walk. Their routine. Yes, and I asked him, I was like, "Why do you do that?" And he goes, "Dude, it's repetition." He's like, it's just all about the luck and the repetition. And us, you know, us kickers are like, if we don't do that, something's going to go wrong. So you just do that every single time. And something is wrong with Nate Freeze's mantra and repetition. You know what? And that's every, why he's missing it. Yeah, and I truly don't. Bl- Nate, or I'm sorry. Yeah, Nate Freeze. But what if it's the holder? I don't think it's the holder. <laughs> it's not the holder. <laughs> no, no, just, uh, don't even go no. there. It's not the holder. I say, though, give Nate him, Freeze's mojo de- is a little off. Yeah. And, yes. I definitely think next week he's for sure playing for his job. Oh, yeah. If he's he not going to get cut, but. He will get I'd say replaced. first quarter, it's a 49-yard field goal. You trot him on out there, and, and you just give him a little pat on the butt and say, this is your job. Well, this guys, is for your job. Okay, let's say he misses that first kick, though. You have to have somebody in there to replace him. Oh, I didn't say pull him out of the game. No? Why would you do that? He Who misses put his it? first two kicks. You're really going to bring him out for a third? What, are you going to put in Sue? That went over well three years ago. I would. <laughs> or that wasn't three. That was like four. Okay, here's the situation, guys. a long time ago. Here's Anyways. the situation. I'm, I'm, I'm curious to know what you guys think. He misses his first two field goals next week. No more field goals. You Lions just go are down, fourth. Lions are down 21 to 20 in the fourth quarter, time ticking down. Do you trust Freeze to go out there and kick the game-winning field you goal? You go for it on fourth. You have the offense to go for it on fourth. 
yes, I give it to Nate Freeze, and that's his last shot. Otherwise, take him out back. Take him, him out back. Take him and out I back. Should he get a, get a switch? <laughs> Just kidding. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh, man. Get out, Lou. Okay. <laughs> Moving on from there. We're going to put that to bed. And move on to next week's game. I'm not going to beat that topic anymore. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I'm sorry. We could go with puns all day on that. But Lou can go we're going to look at a game that might be a bit of a beatdown next week. Mm, and it's harsh. against the Green Bay Packers at uh, Ford Field. Uh, next week on Sunday, a 1 o'clock game. Uh, I want to know. What what are you guys looking for in this game? We'll get to predictions later in the what show. What am I looking for? What what matchup more specifically are you looking for? I'll in this give game? you the matchup: Darius Slay and Jordy Nelson. Ooh, lockdown! Jordy Nelson's getting locked down. I'll give you my matchup: Lions run defense that's been so stout against Eddie Lacy. I'm curious to see that. No, that I don't even need to bring that up because that's a for sure. I don't think Eddie Lacy has been very lackluster this whole season. I agree that he's been lackluster, but he's also the first legitimate running back they've versed. Jonathan <sighs> Stewart's not legit. Rashad Jennings is not legit. But wait, is Cam Newton not legit? He's I mean, a quarterback. He's okay, not. He's not taking every ball. You. you he know, did not get away. Cam Newton didn't get away. It's different. Different uh, position. I don't know. It is a different position matchup. for sure, but the fact that we – I don't know. Honestly, I think you know how defense... this game is going to go? This game is going to go exactly like last week's game. I'm not kidding. You want to know what it is? No, the Lions no. are going to hold them down for a, for a half, and then Aaron Rodgers is going to get his crap together and carve Probably, them up. but you want to know what the difference is? Green Bay's defense. Where are they? Who are they? They're not there. They're not good. They this don't is have true. A, they don't have a good defense. Guys. But they the have York, Aaron Rodgers. Jets, we don't know how good they are. We never know how good they are. They blew out the Packers in the first half. Yeah, I know the Packers came back, but they blew out the Packers in the first half. Guys, they skunked them in the first quarter. Yeah, I, I have a, I have a question for you guys. Yes. So as I mentioned, the Lions seventy three rushing yards a game the first two weeks, good for twenty eighth in the NFL. The Packers rush defense this year, a hundred and seventy six and a half rushing yards per game, good for thirty first. In the NFL. Oh. Something's obviously got to give. I want to know, over, under, 120 rushing yards for the Lions in week three. Over. Chris, you're going with the over? Over. Because they're home. Over because they're home. Over because this will be the main topic in Jim Caldwell's sessions this whole week. If they don't get the ball running, Jim Caldwell is going to throw a fit. Yep. Not yep. a fit we will see, but a fit that the players will see. And... I don't think I I don't think it's a question. You it has to be over because if they if they're not over 120 yards, guys, the Lions aren't coming out of there with a victory. Nope. No, they have to get because the the Packers' pass defense is pretty good. It's pretty good. They've only given up 178 passing yards per game this year in their first two games. Sure, they went against the Seahawks and the Jets, who don't have that many people to throw to, and just don't have as strong of offenses as, as the Lions. Well, I mean, the only thing Seahawks is, is Percy Harvin offense. did light them up. He did. And we got Calvin Johnson, who's better than Percy Harvin. And Golden Tate. Yes, but... I'm riding the Golden Tate train all season. He's, his name's going to come on my Oh, you're after the Golden Tate! Uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> Alright, guys. So, moving on. We're going to get to our predictions for the Packers game at the end of our show. But I want to go back to a segment that Lewis and I started last week. It's for all of you fantasy football gurus out there. 
it's start or sit. And I'm going to start with my team. Uh, they've been having some issues a little bit, but I've got Jamal Charles, who's out with a high ankle sprain. So I need to know. <laughs> I, I can start three of the I can start two out of three of these guys. And I need to know between Vincent Jackson, who's going against the Falcons, Julian Edelman, who's going against the Raiders, and Shane Vereen, who, of course, is also going against the Raiders. I can start two Hugger, out of the three. Hugger, do we have the same team? I have those three players. Oh, do you? And Jamal Charles, who I recently just traded because I'm tired of that crap. What'd you get for him? Oh, I'm not going to tell you. What did you get? No, it what did happen. you get? No, you have to. Oh, what did you, you get? get? Okay. What did you I get? I got CJ Spiller and Julian Edelman. And I don't care. I'm cool with that trade because um, Jamal Charles completely screwed me. This league is important to me. He lost me my first two games. The Chiefs look terrible, and he's injured. I'm done with Jamal Charles. He is dead to me. It's okay. Wow. No, sorry, sorry. That was harsh. two emotions hey. right there. Hey, Torrey think... Smith is dead to me. Torrey so. Smith is dead to me, You too. told me One... to start Bolden. Okay, don't trust a Raven. You, you never told... trust a Raven. You told me to start Anquan Bolden, and I thought... I put him in my lineup because I was watching the oh. game. No, I was watching the game and rooting for Torrey Smith to not get the ball. And when I checked my fantasy team, I was like, oh, crap, I didn't Oh, switch. okay. But You were like, oh, but, I'll start Anquan Bolden because you told me to. Who did An- I tell An- you to Anquan start him Bolden. over? Anquan Bolden over Torrey Smith. That's right. And Anquan Bolden only got two more points. <laughs> so, wait, how would you guys do this week? Did you guys both lose? I... Lost my matchup by a grand total of two points. For the team that we're talking about. So that about, Anquan Bolden two points would have made the difference. For the team that we discussed this last week, as I have multiple te- teams, yes. yes, I did lose. Because I had because I decided to draft AP and Ray Rice on the same team. Yeah. So, <laughs> I wound up losing, thanks to Pierre Garçon's 1.45 points last week. Yep. But you told me to start... Brandon Cooks and Kendall Wright, oh. and not start Tory Smith. Yes, or, yes. And that it, and I'd actually all three of them did awful. Oh, but but everybody Kendall did Wright awful. finished with two more points than Smith, and Brandon Cooks finished with four more. So you were actually right on that one. There we go. You know what I'm going to tell you, Higer? I'm going to go back to your uh, yes. The first thing Vincent you said. Jackson, Shane Vereen, Edelman start two. Vereen Edelman. It's against the Raiders. There you go. That's yep, my answer. Yep, that's for sure. Thanks, guys. Vincent that's what Jackson. I have in there right now. <laughs> Vincent Jackson. I'm going to try and trade for a quarterback because right now I've got Romo. So all right, here's my little quandary, oh, and it's quite simple. Do I start Colin Kaepernick against Arizona, or do I start Cam Newton against Pitt? Oh, Cam Newton. Cam Newton. He's going to light him up. Cam yes. Newton. Right. Absolutely light them up. Putting him in right now. Absolutely. Cam Kaepernick, Newton. Kaepernick looked absolutely awful last week. I've never seen him play worse than last week. He did play pretty bad. Yes. I, I think Cam, uh, Colin Kaepernick is not, I don't know, I don't know if anyone's ever said he's invincible, but he's definitely not. Yeah. I think Cam Newton's a better fantasy quarterback. Gotcha. Cam Newton, he's in. he got the wheels rolling, too, mm-hmm. against the Lions. The Lions just helped him get into a whole groove. I was just he- I, I wanted to start him, but I was just hesitant. I'm always hesitant to start a player after they're coming off an injury that, that, affects, that oh, affects them. Yes. Like, oh, like, a, like a quarterback with ribs, I'm not going to start him. You know, but, mm-hmm. so, All right, but All right Chris. All right, Chris, you, what's your thing? Let's go to my team real quick. Let me pull this up. Okay. You know what? I don't know if I need any advice. I'm all right. No, no. All right, all right. All right, sitting on my bench right now. No, you got to pick one guy. One guy for one guy. Okay. Okay, in my wide receivers, I have Percy Harvin against Denver and Julian Edelman against Oakland. 
Should I put it? Who should I put in on my bench? I have Golden Tate, Vincent Jackson, and if the waiver goes through, Sammy Watkins to replace one of the yeah. Or Sammy I, Watkins or, is on waivers. Yeah, eight man league. So wow, he got dropped. Um, put Tate in there. Put Tate over. Uh, get, really? Get a, I'd say go Harvin and Tate. I'd say he go, gets the targets. I'd I'd say go, is it a PPR league? No. Oh. I'd say go Vincent Jackson against the Falcons. I'd still say go Tate. Really? Well, why are you telling me that? If you don't have Vincent Jackson in, sir, I am confused. The Falcons' defense is pretty bad, especially against the pass. Tampa Bay. 26th against the pass this year. And the reason I don't have Vincent Jackson is... And it's because I'm starting Jordy Nelson and Julian Edelman over him, and they've both looked better than him. But I'd still go with the matchup and go with Vincent Jackson over the Falcons in your case. If I had those three players, I'd be starting Vincent Jackson. Okay, so... um, I just wouldn't say Vincent Jackson because he doesn't have a surefire quarterback throwing to him. Fair enough. All right. Well, you know what? Actually, okay. That's good advice, guys. I got another one for you guys. Oh. All right. We got, we got a little bit of a tough comp with matchups on my roster right now. We got five minutes. Running backs. Okay, I got Gio Bernard and Shane Vereen, and Darren Sproles is in my flex. Um, But on the bench, who did terrible last week, Carlos Hyde and C.J. Spiller. Should keep, I? Just keep it the way it keep is. Keep it the way, way it is. is. Way Run it with is. what you got. All right. Keep I think it's good to. No intended, but Sproles? <laughs> Sproles last, last night. I don't know if you guys were watching. He was pretty good. He would... Really good, and not necessarily on the ground, but after the catch, he looked. You want to hear this? I just picked Darren Sproles up off waivers. Oh my god! People are sleeping in my league. Darren Sproles. All right, guys. Well, we're gonna end our show the way we always do. Talking about Nadama Kinsu? No, no, we're not talking about Nadama. He already did. He played okay. Yes, (laughs) we're gonna we're we're gonna end it with putting our names on the line. Our intelligence on the line. I want to know from you guys first, starting with you, Chris, your prediction for Sunday's game against the Green Bay Packers, the score. 23-20. Lions. 28-21. Packers. 42-28. Packers. Mm. High-scoring game. And that's how we are going to end our show. Last week, I was correct. Lewis was correct. We both put the game on Nate Freeze's leg. And Lewis, you wound up being correct picking the Panthers. I was wrong. But we should have. Why do we not have. We aren't keeping track of this. We got to keep track of this. We'll start keeping track of it. We all got the Giants one right. Yes. I'm one and one. You're two and oh. I'm one. Chris, you're one and one. I, me and Lewis got the Packers this week. Chris, you're going to Detroit. Let's hope for a great week three against the Packers. Hopefully, Lewis and I are wrong. And let's not rely on Nate Freeze. Yes, absolutely. Well, that's going to end our show for today. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Thanks to Lewis and Chris, as always, for being here. And I hope that you guys enjoy week three. Go Lions! Woo! Woo! Go, Joint, go!